0: Gear up as Cash Miller and his team of accomplished guests steer you on an enlightening voyage filled with valuable tips, fresh insights, and effective strategies. Welcome to Marketing
1: Masters, the agency power show. Hello, everyone. My name is Cash Miller. I am the host of Marketing Master, CEO of Titan Digital. Today, we're going to have a really interesting conversation because, you know, it's going to be about reframing marketing. You know, the way we think about marketing, you know, it's got a very like, I don't know, straightforward, kind of like traditional view to it. You know, like we kind of put ourselves in a box because of how long marketing has been done, you know, like marketing has been around forever, pretty much. I've got with me, uh, Christine, she's with Creative Startup Academy. She is a coach that really helps with solopreneurship and how you're thinking about your marketing and other aspects of your business. Christine, it's great to have you with us. Um, Tell us a bit about what you do, you know, your business. Also mention like, where are you at right now?
0: yes hello thank you for having me hello everyone who's listening so like you just mentioned i'm christine i'm based in italy actually i'm from germany originally i lived a long time in the uk and also a bit in the nordics in sweden before now at the moment i'm residing in italy Um, and i'm the founder of the creative startup academy and yeah, that entrepreneurial journey of mine is going on for 11 years now. Before that, I worked more than a decade in marketing. So in design agencies and marketing uh, agencies before I decided um, to start my own business, obviously not knowing what I wanted to do, just knowing I want to do something else. And it just happened. And for 11 years, I'm sticking with it for now until I don't like it anymore. (laughs) If it's not fun, I always say change. So for now, I still love, love, love what I do. Working with entrepreneurs, seeing them succeed and maybe have a little bit to do with that. Um, and it's it's just amazing because this drive and inno- innovation and motivation and all these great buzzwords that you could use in entrepreneurship, they really rub off on me. And that's what I need to keep going as well with my um, Creative Startup Academy.
1: Yeah, it's... You know, if you really don't like, you know, business is one of those things where everybody gets into it for their own reasons. You know, a lot of it, they want the freedom. They don't want somebody else necessarily telling them what to do. You know, but there comes a a certain level of responsibility and everybody's journey is different and it can be really fascinating. Um, I think it's one of the reasons that like for the long time, the longest time, if you looked at TV and movies and things like that, they didn't really talk. You know, there weren't many movies, you know, like know stories about businesses and being built up that were on you know tv streaming services Mm -hmm. things like that now there's all sorts of them and it's just granted hollywood and and you know places they sensationalize stuff you know for their viewers but everything you know everybody's on their own journey it's an incredible thing so we're going to talk today about reframing marketing christine can you i want you to dive into you know like define that for the audience you know like what does that really mean so everybody's on the same page
0: yes thank you i think it's really important to talk about this because marketing is this topic that most entrepreneurs unless they're from that marketing world are really afraid of because it's not a skill that you learn once like for example you need to get your head around accounting and understand how that works and then that's okay marketing is this ever evolving thing and especially now so rapidly evolving that it's not easily learned and understood maybe understood but not Keeping up with it because obviously you have a business and have to think about all kind of aspects in the business. Um, so that's, that's the first thing I wanted to say is to think about marketing as something where you tell people what you do in an understandable way outlining the benefits, what's in it for them and show them also why you're doing what you're doing to show them the passion to take off this fear. And then we talk about the development and how that changed over time of traditional marketing to new marketing. But that's really the first thing. And I I don't want you, everyone needs to do marketing because if you don't tell anyone that you yeah. exist, no one will buy anything from you because they don't know who you are and what you do.
1: Right. Yeah. They. You know, that's the point of marketing is, is to make sure everybody knows exactly, you know, what. ah, Excuse me. Bless
0: you. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) Thank you. Um, So it's the point of marketing is, is to tell everybody, you know, tell the world what you do, why you're passionate about it, why people should do business with you. And it's to build your, you know, get your name out there. And that's the thing. And it's often, you know, where marketing, I always find it like, you know, kind of uh, against the grain. So if you have a bad economic time or anything like that, you know, people have this thing of treating marketing like it is just this necessary evil. And if, you know, mm-hmm. if I'm struggling financially or something, it's going to be the, one of the first things I cut, you know, let's, uh, we'll cut the budget. Yes. But that would go against, you know, what you would normally do. <laughs> like if you cut the budget, on what you're doing to market but that if that marketing is effective now if it's not effective which is you know you know can be the case right but if it is effective then you're just you know you're chopping off your nose despite your face you know like like you need you know you need those things you know it's a a, a revenue generator i market my business i get more sales because i do that and then yeah. You know so i don't know yes. it's it's often, I think, misunderstood.
0: And also a very, very good point there. Um, one thing is marketing is not the same as sales, but you just mentioned marketing leads into the sales, basically. Um, and then the other thing is that you really have to conduct an ongoing marketing campaign. Something needs to be ongoing because if you even look at the massive brands, yeah, talk about McDonald's, Starbucks, whatever you want, yeah you see them constantly advertising and having marketing activities, being constantly active, even though you might think everyone knows them and will go there anyway, if they want, if they like them and and want to eat there or drink there. Um, but it's not the case with this technology, with this world where we have so much information pouring down on us and inside of our brain, we Mm -hmm. even forget about those ones. And if you, if you think about they're doing it then that means you have to do it as well but it doesn't mean that you have to have millions of, of dollars or euros or whatever to to do that you can do that on a quite a low budget but then that leads into the topic as well maybe of um how they changed over time and that you constantly have to evolve with time i mean if we're looking at artificial intelligence now uh, for example that's going to change the entire marketing environment as well. It will be helpful, but it will make things a bit more difficult as well to be heard. It will change how SEO works, search engine optimization, everything, I think. And in general, I think you need to reassess constantly and try to keep up to date. And this is why actually it is a good idea to outsource marketing. (laughs) It's good to understand Mm -hmm. the basics to know if the other if that agency or that person that freelancer, whoever you outsource it to, is doing a good job. But it, it is kind of a full time job <laughs> for your business mm-hmm. to do marketing. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, we see that often when we're working with clients, um, you know, that they neglect having the true understanding that they should. You know, I say it. marketing is a benefit to the business. If it's done right, it, the business will benefit. But you need to know, and I've always, you know, been a believer, you know, like say as a business owner, I need to understand what my employees do. I don't necessarily have to be able to replace them and do their job. But if I don't have a good idea of what they do and how they go about doing it, then how do I know that they're, you know, doing it well? How do I know that they're effective in their positions? You know, I and marketing is the same way. Even if you're outsourcing it to an agency and having them do it, well, you should be working, you know, close enough with them to understand what they're doing so you can see and know if what they're doing is paying off. Mm-hmm. You know, is it benefiting your business? Yeah. And same thing, whether it's a freelancer, if it's an in-house people that you have, don't assume that it's, you know, everything is going to go you know smoothly. So the more knowledge you have about it, the better. and then you you know i say but you can still outsource it you're not trying it's not about doing it Yeah. but i see too many business owners that are very hands-off
0: yes and and that just helps you to get the results that you actually want because the more you understand and the more you know you know how to brief someone to do it for you to get the outcome that you think you want (laughs) or you think you will get Mm um but i've I mean, in in my marketing career as well, and you probably as well, getting good briefs from client is one of the most difficult things. And it's, I think, our part, of course, to guide them through that process because you can't expect that someone can do that. However, like you say, if they have that attitude that, no, no, I just, I give that to you and you get on with it and get me the outcome that I want, it's probably not going to work. So there is work involved, even if you outsource it, but for sure, less and and helps you um to get actually the results that you want because like you said if it's done well it will get give you results as well
1: yeah no there's no one that's going to understand especially outside of your own organization that will understand your business like you Yeah. yeah you have you know in your business you've lived and breathed it for who knows how long you know whether it be a few months or or you know decades um and so there's no way that someone else is going to understand the ins and outs of your business, how you make money, you know, what your you know ideal customer is, you know, who you want to be able to work with, um, who or sell to, you know, the way your products are made or your services are conducted. You know, no one's going to have these answers like you. And so if you're not involved in the process, they can't, you know, the marketers that are you know you're hiring one way or another you know whether they're internal or an agency or something those people are not going to have as much you know in-depth knowledge and it's your job to give it to them mm-hmm. so that they can find those nuggets find those little things that will give your marketing an edge
0: yeah yeah for sure and like i said i mean it's it's not if you're outsourcing that, that- Person, that agency will be up to date with things and will know what works, what doesn't work from experience and will be able to advise. However, I would also say that marketing a lot of times is um, testing and then adjusting and then mm-hmm. making it work or letting it go and learn from it and do something else. And that also has to do with managing expectations um, for the business and managing expectations for the person that you outsource it to i think it's really important Mm.
1: yeah um let's talk you know a lot of businesses one of the things that you know like over the years, as a lot of marketers encourage storytelling in businesses. Yes. You know, they, they, they want, because as a business, you're building a brand, you want to craft a narrative because you're going to, you know, you are in control. So what role does storytelling really play and why should business owners really being, you know, um, be paying attention to it? Because we think of marketing as being, you know, a lot of marketing is kind of confused with advertising, you know, like. Like, yes they they're they're hand in hand but they're not the same thing advertising is you know you have to really think of it as being um think tv ads or streaming ads you know that's a that is an ad okay yeah. that is something we're putting in front of something somebody the marketing aspect and the storing t- telling part of it can be interwoven with that you know yeah. so what is how does it matter to business owners
0: I think it's one of the most important things. Um, it's, it's extremely crucial, no matter how small or big the company, no matter how long the company exists already. I mean, i worked with companies that were already established 25 years before they thought, we're going to get someone in who's doing some marketing hell and helps us with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and that, that's fine. They, they, mm-hmm. they were going fine and well, and they had their strategy. However, they obviously then saw an increase whilst they took a more structured and strategic approach and also the storytelling approach i think storytelling gives you that emotional connection which is so Mm. important because people buy with emotions and with things and they they need to connect to a brand okay even if it's a product or a service you sell it does not matter they connect with the brand and that can be then a personal brand if you are a coach or a solopreneur or that could be the brand image of a big company that sells products and through storytelling really you you make everything a bit more relatable and you can create those emotions and connect on an A different level and you can then actually be remembered for things people remember Mm -hmm. like they say how you made them feel and not necessarily what you said and um, i think that's so true that that's not even used i think in the in the marketing world but the famous quote that that is really valid for that point um and also i think it's 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 important that it needs to be authentic and it's not for the sake of storytelling to create something now, it needs to be authentic and real um, for people to be then not be disappointed afterwards. (laughs) So we see that often um, when brands start saying things and then maybe they're not true or it's kind of greenwashing or something and then it turns into a scandal. So that can happen. Um, But you really need to be authentic with what you're saying.
1: Yeah, the so I'll give you an example. Yeah, the, in video, we do a lot of video production, and one of the things that you can do is tell um, a story through video. And the the type of story is known as a brand anthem. Yeah, and so a brand anthem when you're using video, and these are videos that are you know maybe two or three minutes. Um, yeah, they could be thirty seconds, whatever it is for length of time. The idea behind it is not to directly sell any products. OK, the the idea is to showcase a lifestyle, you know, of, you know, whatever it is you're doing. So, for example, if you if you are a company that sells camping equipment, it's you see the camping equipment, you see tents, you see sleeping bags and and different things. But what you see is people outdoors hiking. You know, yes, there are some shots that might show, you know, the you know footwear they have on you know things like that because maybe you know it's a hiking you know boot brand but the idea is showing people in the environment you know enjoying what they are doing the products are are part of the backdrop but they are not the focus they never really you know they never say hey you should buy a tent next time you go on a camping trip they just you see it because that's part of what camping is in, involves is usually taking a tent with you you know so that's kind of the idea um a few years ago we did a, um, some videos for a Harley Davidson dealership and the videos didn't say anything about why yeah, you, know, you want to buy a Harley, okay? The videos were directed at people that actually weren't riders. You know, the the challenge is to bring younger people in, and you know that would end up buying what are very expensive motorcycles. So the videos focused on the freedom and joint and enjoyment of riding. Period. That was, you know, yes, they were riding Harleys, but it was showing them going different places and just that freedom you get if you're a motorcycle rider. And that was it. You know, you could go buy a different brand, you know, like, that's kind of the focus. And so when you're storytelling, that's what you want to be doing.
0: Yes. And I would, maybe as an exercise for the listeners, uh, it's a great example that you just said, is to think about a brand that they really like or something that they recently purchased. And what they remember from the marketing activities around that and what made them maybe buy this. I mean, I heard so many times that I saw also um, TV sports or on Kickstarter or something, uh, mm-hmm. a startup yeah. that had something. And I saw the video and I was like, this is me. This is adventure. This is traveling. I want to go there. Yeah. Even, even if you don't do these things because they were having people climbing like really <laughs> high mountains and I do yeah, like, right. but not like this. Uh, and they were wearing the shoes and they were selling those shoes as well uh, I immediately bought them and I have to say I really like them and I bought so far four different kind of pairs of them because I became a loyal <laughs> customer I, I like I like their brand I like that they yeah but them, for them it's all about this freedom and adventure and i would say um think about something that you've seen lately or bought lately even because you've seen something and how did that make you feel and this is what you want to translate into your marketing and storytelling and exactly like you said it's not like story and then here buy this tent <laughs> 10 to, uh 50 yeah. it's it's about okay it's about building a brand so marketing activities obviously have also different kind of goals and you need to set them before you do it but one is for sure brand awareness and loyalty and creating fans yeah like they say instead and, and followers yeah. rather than just buyers hmm.
1: yeah the um you know that's the idea. Is too many businesses think if they're going to tell stories, they're telling stories about themselves, and that's not the idea. That's not no. what you want to be doing. You, you're telling about the, you know the story about the people that use the products. One of the um, there was a movie uh, a number of years ago, Mel Gibson, where he ended up hearing, yeah, uh, the um, he was a marketing executive or advertising executive, and he would hear. Um, He, like, got hit by lightning. You might remember the movie. I remember where
0: he hears the women's voices.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he hears the women's voices and such. But eventually, you know, he's competing with this other executive to have this, you know, the Nike account. Mm -hmm. Okay. And they end up creating a commercial. Yes, there are shoes in the commercial, but it's about a woman running and the freedom and the weight, you know, that that run gave her. Yes. That's what it was. That and that's like and this goes back. So this type of storytelling, I mean, that movie's from like nineteen ninety-eight or something. Yes. Yeah. So that type of storytelling has been around for a long time. You know, and but it is a great way to focus. And that's and it can translate past doing, you know, video. Okay. Video can be a very direct yes. thing, but you can use other um types of advertising to continue to st- You know tell that story and craft a narrative that the people as they start to see it start to follow and understand it
0: yes exactly and it's also an easy way to communicate your what you stand for your company values or your values in a in a nice way rather than saying i stand for this (laughs) i'm this Mm -hmm. i'm that you you create the the story around it and this is how people write fiction novels if they describe a character, for example, they don't say, "Oh, the character's um, shy or uh, an extrovert or whatever." They create a situation where they and there's a famous book for that um, that I can't remember it's with a with a cat hanging in the in the front cover. Um, but it's about when you when you want to describe uh, someone and the reader needs to understand what who that kind of person is and what character they have create actions because if you create the action that me as the main character go and save a cat from a tree, and that's I think why there's this is a title, then it shows right. me courageous and loving and caring for animals and stuff. And rather than saying this, you show it. And that's exactly what they do with storytelling. And this is how you connect on an emotional um, level. And this is how you can differentiate yourself also from other brands. Rather than just saying yeah. because otherwise everyone is saying the same thing.
1: Yeah. Now, is there a way to because when we're marketing, you you have two types of audiences. You have B to C, so business to consumer, but you also have B to B. Mm-hmm. You know? So what if what happens if your audience is really other businesses and other business owners? Yes. You know, how can you how can you frame that?
0: Yes, I think I mean there's there's differences there. In the end people buy from people, so that's one underlying statement there that I would say. Yeah, very um, true. However, um I think if you're communicating that if you market commun- slash communicating it's more about nurturing long-term relationships with the clients it's um frequent interactions the sales process and everything can also be longer um rather than with like the b2c um companies right. um it's probably more detailed and data driven rather than um that kind of stuff it doesn't mean that you can't use storytelling but you i would say you would underpin that probably with some data and facts as well Um, it's about showcasing the return on investment that they will get um, with the product or service that they're going to buy what else can i think about probably you you also have multiple decision makers and not just one. So if someone wants to buy a Harley or even a pair of shoes or whatever, you have that one person that buys it. You might have the partner that has a say in that if you buy a Harley because it's more cost intense than a new pair of shoes. (laughs) But if, if you, selling to another business then there might be some other processes that you then have to think about and not dismiss anyone in that chain as well and i think that's what sometimes happens that people dismiss other people and just think no i'm just going to go for that one at the top um who will make the final decision but to get there you first need to get through all the other other levels let's say um to to get there
1: you mentioned um you know data as marketers we're often very data focused nowadays i say i kind of think we should you know
0: um Mm.
1: have data data science you know degrees and you know because we're always analyzing data but there's a there's still a point of using your own intuition on whether something will work and so how do you kind of um have the two work together Mm. you know because when we're talking about marketing and you know the strategies we need to use i say we have to have a bit of you know we've got to work with the data but then at the same thing same time we still have to make a call you know a judgment call on you know using that as part of our input but also things we observe too
0: yes very very good point and i i agree it needs to be both um, because if you go only with one or the other it probably wouldn't work as well and that's I mean, you use the data probably to get some insights and analytics and customers' behaviors and things like that. Mm-hmm. But then you need to use your intuition, especially because maybe data might be limited. You might not have all the data, or not yet, um, and then you need to use your uh, intuition really that leads into something that will work and combine these two. Mm-hmm. Um, on the other hand, I would say mm-hmm. if you if you were more led by your intuition, you can then use the data afterwards to see how it actually worked, um, to then see okay, yeah, that worked, but knowing why and what you want, what the outcome should be, and that's the other thing with. You should always define, of course, the outcome that you want from anything. Um, if yeah. that's the, a specific number behind it, or if that's brand awareness, or there's different kind of goals that you can have with marketing, and there's none of them is right or wrong, but you need to know because if you don't know what you want to get out of it, you will not know if it was successful, and then it was wasted money or time. Um, and I think intuition le- uh, gives you more ideas. So if you if you get away from the data a moment and just go crazy and brainstorm and and put everything down, and then maybe you verify with data before you then put it into action, that will work best. But for sure, always listen to the data. I mean, I've done so many things, um, and I even gave up on an entire business idea. Because the data <laughs> when the research showed me it will not work, even though I thought, no, by intuition it will work. I would use it. I need this. Yeah. Um I, I never, I never realized that because of the data. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think with a lot of businesses, I say the data is those are the points of analysis, you know, where we see if something is working, adjustments we may, you know, need to make. But your intuition kind of drives you in the beginning, you know, of what, you know, you want to, it's sort of the trust your gut, you know, type, type thing, because if you, say you're coming up with some sort of a campaign and you've got the storyline you're putting together. You know, if you know your audience, if you know, I say as a business owner, you should know your business inside and out. Well, that's the thing that's really driving your own intuition. It's your knowledge of your industry. It's the knowledge of the customers you work work with on whether they would respond, you know, to um, whatever messaging you're considering putting forward forward. But the um, the thing is, is when you're coming up with that, you know, those campaigns and those ideas, you don't have a lot of data necessarily to work with, you know, potentially, especially if it's your first campaign. Now, yeah. if you've run multiple, then you have data you can analyze to see if there are key things that they responded to, types of ads you might have mm-hmm. run, you know, that worked better than others, you know. So you you may or may not have the data to make a more informed decision on whether something will work, but you need to, you know, you're going to have to trust your intuition to be able to even get started. You know, you do a lot of brainstorming. You, you know, if you lack the direct data that you might need, what you would also be doing is asking other people and seeing what their responses would be, you know, so that you can build up, um, you know, you're not just making the decision on your own. There's ways that you can inform the decision better, even if you don't have the data.
0: Yes, and I think a lot of times it's also a question of personality because there's people that uh, are not interested in the data, let's call them the visionaries as well, <laughs> and yeah. they just go with it and they say and they get also frustrated if someone says no, because of specific mm. data, and they just want to go 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 with it. And the other person might be completely data driven and then be a bit hesitant with going forward with anything unless there is data so this is when you if you're alone need to find the balance for yourself and or even better get someone in um, or when you outsource or something that can be the opposite of you (laughs) or a mix of both and then uh, you can you can discuss things and be open to those new ideas of the visionary, but also open to listen to what the data is showing, because otherwise, you're going to waste a lot of effort, money, time, everything.
1: Yeah. If you also, depending on the size of your business, so there's a concept out there known as a fractional CMO, too, so um, where your business brings in a essentially a part part-time uh, marketer their job is not to put together necessarily the campaigns for you not to do the actual work their job is to um, help figure out what needs to even be done find the right people to do the work mm. yeah you know, and then partner with them in you know executing campaigns and things um, but the idea is to your point is, know, if they were a visionary, if the owner was the visionary, you find somebody that might be that fractional, you know, some sort of outside source that can provide you the data analysis, the, you know, you find this, the person, like you said, that can kind of cover the other end of the spectrum Mm -hmm. for you, you know, so that that way they can tell you if, if, you know, your idea, you know, they say, you can have this great idea and you can be really focused on wanting to do it, but. You know the data says it's not going to work. Well, you've got to. You know, sometimes it's best to bring in a voice to tell you mm-hmm. that the data is not going to work, and they may reinforce that it will work. That's yes. it's a great idea. Let's run the numbers. You yes. know, so there's all sorts of different things to consider. Um, do you have any last, uh, I guess, pieces of advice for business owners and the way they should be thinking about marketing
0: going forward? Um- Well, first thing is you have to do it. (laughs) There's no way around it, like we said in the beginning. Uh, Second of all, like we already said, get a good understanding of what marketing actually is and what isn't marketing. Of course, always we talk about create your ideal client avatars and things like that. People always have difficulties with that um, because they say, I don't know what kind of magazines they read. I would always say, think about someone that you already worked with, that already bought your product and service, um, and then take that person and that's your ideal client that you had fun with, that they had the best outcome, that they enjoyed and everything. And then that makes it very easy. you don't have to spend millions uh, or even thousands every month uh, you can really with well-crafted marketing activity bootstrap what you're doing um, if you can really try to outsource as um, fast as, as fast as possible as early as possible let's say to someone who can help you because it will help you to save a lot of time and money in the end mm-hmm. uh, even though you spend a bit of money upfront. Just maybe this in a nutshell.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the other point that I would also make is, is don't fall for shiny objects. You know, for example, when social media came along, it was every business needed to be on social media. Not every platform or every type of um, marketing and advertising that you can do is going to be right for every business, you know. Thank you so much for
0: mentioning
1: that, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, social media is right for certain types of businesses and for others, you can invest a lot and you're not going to see much gain. And we, um, as an agency, we've always tried to steer people, obviously, in the correct direction because it's in everybody's best interest. If I steer you in the wrong direction and I say this, you know, you should be marketing over here. And it's not, doesn't have a real chance of working, that's not going to work out long term. Eventually, you'll be, you know, you'll realize at that that type, you know, whatever that platform is mm-hmm. or that type of marketing is, is not working, but it can cost you a bunch of money. So understand that not everything, just because somebody says you should be doing something, it doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing. You need to do your own research and understand, you know, who. Who is using that platform? I say social media has different age demographics, you know, depending on the platform, you know, you also, depending on what you offer, people will look at it from a standpoint of like, I always look at it as being, um, you know, intent based. I need something or it's going to be, you know, if you're doing some form of advertising, I don't think traditional TV, but you can use streaming and stuff now. Um, is it more interruption based? So I'm building brand awareness, you know? You made the point really early on um, when we were talking that, you know, even big brands still advertise. Yeah. Coke still advertises. Why? Because they still need to stay top of mind because they have rivals. You know, they have people that would like to take market share from them. So always consider why you're marketing. Thank you. Anyway, yes, that's,
0: a- Exactly. Just like the final word, because uh, first, like you said, you don't have to do it all and you don't have to do it all at once as well. And don't jump on the train immediately. There's so many new things coming out every day. You jump on it, you spend mm-hmm. a lot of time and money on it, and then it disappears again. Um, so do something well, and then maybe move on to the next thing. And a mix is also good, but especially if, if you're a bit overwhelmed at the beginning. Yes.
1: Yep, so this has been another great episode. Christine, how would people find you online?
0: Thank you for having me. Um, best way is go to my website, creativestartupacademy.com, all one word. And there you'll find all the links also in the footer to my LinkedIn where I'm most active and the contact details and everything like that.
1: Okay, we've been talking about you know marketing but also reframing what it is. Consider that, you know, it is something your business needs to do. We know that a lot of business owners think of it as this necessary evil, but the more you are, the more you understand what is being done. Remember, marketing is done on behalf of your business. You know, it's it is about putting your, you know, name out there. There's different ways, storytelling being one. To, you know, to be able to make that happen. So it is something that, because it directly affects the sales that your business will achieve. You need to keep it top of mind and understand how people go about it. doesn't matter if you're hiring them. you know Their job is to execute, but if you don't know what they're doing, you're not necessarily going to know whether it's successful. So thank you for joining us. My name is Cash Miller. I'm the host and marketing master, CEO of Titan Digital. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for tuning into Marketing Masters, the agency power show. This show is produced by Titan Media Works and is a part of the Small Business Delivered podcast network. Check out smallbusinessdelivered.com for more info about upcoming shows, hosts, programs, and how you can start your very own podcast.